Okay, we just got off the practice field, so I'm still kind of smelly, so don't get close to me. But, uh, we had not another good day today. I thought we had uh, really good back-to-back days in the practice field. We practiced in the morning both days. I uh, have been able to utilize some extra time to help us get prepared for a great challenge that we have this week uh, versus the Beta Bears down in Waco. Um, we're going to be able to get, I hope, I'm hoping we're going to be able to get uh, Roberts and Wise both back. I don't know about Deneen. Uh, Deneen's coming along a little bit slower than I thought. Uh, but Roberts and Wise, both those guys, I think they're going to be okay. So uh, we think those guys will be able to help us, which will be good. We've, we've uh, really been pleased with the la- last two days because of the morning practices. We've been able to kind of utilize that time really well, and it's going to give us a little bit more rest time on the back end for our guys to kind of get their legs back underneath them for the game on Saturday. We're excited about playing in that 2.30 slot. We haven't been in that slot in a long time, so that's an exciting slot to be playing in. Uh, coming off the game from last week, obviously our guys are anxious to get back out there uh, and get another shot at it. Um, and, and this is a great league. It's a great challenge. Uh, you guys know I know a lot about Seth Russell. Uh, he's from my hometown as well and a uh, very, very good player, very talented player. And, um, man, he's got them going again. Uh, they're, they're really good on defense. I, I mean, Phil does a great job over there. I, I think their secondary is better than they were in the past. And um, just overall, each individual man is contributing enough for them to be doing some really good things defensively. And, and Phil's such a good defensive mind. He's always a challenge to play against. Um, but offensively, they're the same problems that you have in the past. The thing that I really, um, I really noticed when I turned that tape on is how physical these guys are. Uh, you know, they've lost a few guys, but man, they are a physical bunch up front now. Uh, they run the ball really, really well. Uh, Shockman Wood might be—he might be my pick right now for Player of the Year in the conference. That guy is—he puts them on his back now. He is a talented guy, really talented guy. Him and Kyle Hicks—I I, I love watching those guys play, unless I'm having to play against them. And you saw why last week, because. Uh, Kyle made us miss a few times, and then we needed to get him down on a couple of key occasions. And, and he's done that to just about everybody. But, uh, man, those guys are really good players. And, uh, he's, you know, I think they're going to get Katie Cannon back, who is, I think, one of the most dynamic guys in the conference, maybe in the country. So that certainly helps them. Uh, and they do a really good job on special teams. So we have a challenge ahead of us for sure. Um, our guys have had really, really good practices the last two weeks, uh, last two days. So uh, I know they're excited to get back out on the field. So. Um, let's take some questions. What, what defines? Whoa! Sure what happened there? It scared you up, Tom. I'm trying to knock you off your game. I don't know what that was. What, what defines a, a really good practice, and how, how about a physical edge? Is that included, and can that lead to some, uh, you know, dust ups and stuff? Yeah, let me answer the first part of that first. I mean, a, a really good practice is, first of all, I just don't think you can have one without great energy. I mean, I think the energy has to be there with all your guys involved. And, and a lot of times, like it or hate it, man, it, it really, that falls on the shoulders of the big guys, which is hard now. When you weigh 330 pounds and, it, and you're sweating your rear end off, and it's, that's hard for them dudes. But uh, they have had really good energy, the, those guys up front. And I think that, that really has been a difference maker for us. Uh, over the last couple days, and I mean, I just see a different look in their eye right now. Uh, they, they played very physical the other day. I was very proud of how physical our team played. Uh, I had not seen that with that kind of consistency on both sides of the ball since we've been here. Um, I, I, I just I see a different look in their eye, and I and I like that. Now, hey, we're gonna kick it off Saturday at 2:30. It's one of the best teams in the country. So 
Um, we, we're going to have to go earn that. But I, I'm fired up about how excited they are to get back out there and get playing. Uh, now, there's a lot of spirit out there, so there are. I mean, we're we're having to try to hold them back from from getting those little fights break out in camp, and you know, it's the same type of deal. But you you like that competitiveness, but our guys are for one another, so those things don't last as long as they used to. Usually, there's a couple of hits, and then everybody pulls apart, and they get back to the, the job at hand. But as well as the defense has played uh, last week, especially, is this going to be just a completely different challenge this week with Baylor? Just their size up front. Know, such a strong running game. Is it kind of a different look than you've seen? Yeah, I think every week is its own unique, independent challenge. And you're, you hit it on the head. They are very physical. They run the ball really well. They're, I mean, when I look at this team, they are a run-play-action football team. You're going to have to commit guys to the box to stop the run because, man, they do a great job of moving you and creating scenes where they got to carry the football. Uh, they were down by multiple points the other day. I want to say it maybe, might have been 17 at Iowa State. And Man, I look up and I don't see any panic in those guys. They start handing the ball off on the outside zone down 17 points. And Shockman Wood just makes a guy miss, makes another guy miss, and he goes for about 50 and he goes and scores. And they just do it over and over again. I mean, and they're known for getting that ball down the field. And, and they ran their way back into that game, which was very impressive. Uh, that's how much confidence they have in that running game. Um, and and Shock is a really good player. I mean, he's been around for such a long time. He's got so much ball underneath his belt. Um, he is a problem. Shock is he is a problem for me. Uh, we, we've got to find a way to contain that guy. And those guys up front have a lot to say with that because they can knock you off the ball. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question or not. But. Looking at your own running game, are you, where, where's your thought process on where you guys are at with that right now? And um, with the way your offensive line played, are you disappointed that the running game didn't produce a little bit more on Saturday? Um, well, we obviously want to be better at running football. But if you just do some simple math and you count how many guys are sitting in the box, that's tough. You better get some movement up front, and you're going to have to make at least one miss. And, um, you know, when you play a team like Baylor, those guys get a lot of too high, too high defenses because they can also throw the ball vertically deep. And they don't want to, people don't want to give up that deep ball. So that helps them in the running game. There's no doubt about that. So in order for us to get a little bit better in, in the running game, we have got to become more effective in the passing game. They work complementary together. I mean, we can run, like my mom says, uh, why do you run that ball in the middle all the time? You know, I mean, it's not that simple. I mean, there's so many different things that go into that ball in the middle. There's, a, there's all kind of different schemes and things that go in there. And, you know, you, there, there's a number advantage sometimes. And defenses are always trying to outnumber you by one. They're trying to have one more in the pass perimeter. They're trying to have one more in the box. That's just the way defenses line up. It's the way they, they are designed. And then they're going to take chances for when they're blitzing and trying to get pressure the things that go along with it. We've got to be able to make people hurt in the passing game as well to help that running game. Uh, we got to get better up front of moving people and being able to combo off and get up to backers so they don't have free backers to be able to get off and make the, make the tackles. This past week, I thought TCU had a nice team. They did a good, a really good job with what they did um, trying to keep their mic backer free. They did a good job of that. And, and he made a lot of the tackles, but a late, late, we kind of wore him down, and, the, and he missed a few of them when we hit, hit him for a few nice little runs. Um, but, you know, you, you've got to be able to run the football into unfavorable boxes, even when the numbers don't say that at times. And we were trying to do that the other day, and as we, as we went, we, we started putting some first downs together and started wearing on them a little bit. That, that helps you a little bit. You talked Saturday about, you know, the, the – hit the pillow, that one thing, not being able to punch it in from the edge. 
what's your what is your goal on philosophy? Do you have a true goal on package? And, and I mean, you don't you know you don't have the fullback and incorporate it too much, but is that involved in your offense very much? Or yeah, we're like everybody else. I mean, um, most teams change inside the five. So when you get inside the five. The, they, that's where that's where the major changes come. So your adjustments from week to week to week are probably more drastic on the goal line than they are just about anywhere else. Uh, so for us, we're we're no different. I mean, we're no different. Uh, as we go back and look at the tape, you know what I thought was happening uh, happened. Had, I mean, listen, we wouldn't have been in that game without Ted Martin. He made a great run earlier in the game that scored a touchdown off the same play. If we if we just stay vertical on that run, we get in the end zone. But, uh, you know, we didn't. We didn't he, he wasn't able to do that. I, you know, his vision, uh, somebody popped in there and he kind of slid outside. And, you know, you've got to execute. It comes down to execution. Uh, you know, we did, we did use Micaiah this game, and we've been working on him for weeks and weeks, so it was good to get him in the game, and hopefully we can expand his role as we keep moving because he's a load now. He's a load, and, and he's, getting, he's getting better at it. You know, which gives you an extra gap from defenses to have to defend. You know, they do a lot of that with, with uh, Seth Russell. I mean, he'll run the football with that quarterback. What are your thoughts on Coach Grove, the situation that he stepped into at Baylor, considering all the offseason activities and inheriting Coach Bryles' players, and yet here they are, undefeated and ranked as high as eighth in one poll? Well, I've only met him just one time when we were at the, the Big 12 meetings in the car wash, and man, he just seems like such a class act. Uh, all the things that I've ever seen or read or, or heard about about Coach Grove, I mean, you can see them the instant that you meet him. Uh, yeah, I can see why why they better selected him. I mean, just such a great guy, man of integrity, and uh, you know, I have nothing but great things to say about him. I I, uh, I I've, I've been you know really kind of staying focused on my own my own little world right here, so I really don't I don't really get to watch a whole lot about what's going on. But like I said, I mean, I have the ultimate respect for him. Just his career speaks for itself and the way he's, he's ran his programs. It, it is a difficult situation to inherit a whole staff. And I do have a lot of friends on that staff, a lot of friends. And uh, every one of those guys, when I talk to them, which is not a, a lot, but when I do, they are super positive about Coach Grove. Hey, David. You talked about Ryan. You said, I think he's called like an average performance for him. What did he do well, and what does he still need to work on? Um, you know, he, he, I think maybe that, that term – Probably sums it up pretty good. He, uh, he is going to probably make a big jump in this game and next game just in his pure execution. Uh, one of the big things that, that he really continue, has to work on is separating procedure from actual, um, basically, how you, how you control what they're doing to you. I mean, you, you've got to be able to put the procedure stuff. It's got to be second nature. So when you're calling plays and you're getting everything signaled, the thought can't be in that. And, and when you're young, it takes a little while. You're like, okay, now I'm an ace flip. I got this, I got this motion, I got that motion. And then by the time, oh, you look up and now I got to snap the ball. Well, that happens a little bit with young guys. And, and uh, uh, he got better as the game went on throughout that. And he'll be better this week as a result. And once you, you get the procedure where it's second nature, now you can really pay attention to what's going on down the field. And that's really, really, really where the money's made in, in offenses like this because you have to know what they're doing to you. So to, to me, that's really the biggest jump that we want him to make is being able to put procedure behind you and be able to pay attention to what the, the, they're doing to you schematically so we can get our guys in the right spot.
and have the numbers advantage. There's a lot of that film study, and I think I heard you say before that you guys can track how many times they watch film. Is that part of what you do with, with quarterbacks and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've got them in there right now, and, you know, Ryan comes up a lot on his own, which is good. But, you know, we've got, we're just lucky we have all this new technology out, and we're supported so well by our university that we have everything at our fingertips that we, they can watch it on their phone. I mean, they can watch every cut-up that we ever send them. They can watch anything on their phone, which is, which is pretty slick and pretty, pretty unique. And, and they know that we can track everything and how many times they're logging in, how much they're actually using it, how many times they're rewinding it. I mean, we, we can see everything. So it's hard for them to say, hey, yeah, I logged in, and then I just kind of went back to what I was doing. You don't get to do that. So uh, the technology's out of this world. But they're trying to use that to get better. Is it, if that's a small screen, is that just as good as watching it on a big screen? You'd be surprised. I mean... I go to sleep at night around 2 o'clock in the morning and I've got my phone in front of me and my wife is like, can you please shut that down? Because you can see everything. Uh, now, I'm, I, you saw I'm wearing glasses now, but probably because of that. But you can still see it. You mentioned yeah. Rosser. Rosser was the, the big game last week. Was that a scheme thing, a matchup thing, or is he capable of having more performances like that? Yeah, we, we certainly think he is. Um, you know, he got an opportunity the other day because of his work ethic and him staying the course. And that particular game plan uh, involved him being able to be used at a specific spot, which when, when we had him there in the spring, he was a problem now. And in spring and fall, when we, when we first installed some of those packages, we knew that he had a chance. He really was, he was always around the ball. He was causing problems. So we were hoping he could do that. Uh, and, you know, he really just kind of finally earned his way into that, earned his way into that into that job. You know, he hadn't played a whole lot of football. Uh, so for him to be able to be as productive as he's been, he's been on the field a lot for us. As a spe- he's been a four-core special teams guy since last year. And, man, he's grown so much. I was really happy for him and proud of him the other day. You probably have coached too many guys that haven't played high school football, right? Not many. I've been around many that when they get to this level that they haven't played at least a little bit of ball. Mike Evans played one year of high school football, and that was it. But uh, watched him play last night. He's pretty good. You know. what's, the, what's the biggest reason you think your defense has been able to create so many negative plays, whether it's been sacks or just TFL? Well, I mean, that, that's really – it goes to our staff. I think, you know, Clint Bowen is one of the best out there. I mean, he talks to everyone in the country, and everybody talks to him. I mean, he, he's just one of, the, one of the better defensive minds out there. And – um, after last year, our whole staff, we, you know, it, we take it personal when where we finish in specific areas because your stats are who you are. You can't run from them. That's who you are. So statistically, your production is it, it lies in the stats. And I know from his standpoint, he was extremely motivated because, uh, man, you know, he he puts better teams out there than that, and you know, routinely. But they were young. You know, there was a lot of things, but that doesn't bother because we don't care whether, how old they are. We expect them to do it the way we want them to do it. He's done a great job. I think adding Todd Bradford, our staff, has been really good. He's brought some nice new uh, ideas to the table. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised. I mean, Joe DeForest is in that defensive room a lot, too. I mean, he, he, uh, he's, he's our special teams coordinator, but, I mean, he's over there a lot. You know, and I think those guys being in there with Coach, uh, being in there with Kenny Perry, he's been around – you know, one of the best defensive minds in the world with Gary Patterson. I mean, just blending things together to try to find a way to get us some production has been good. And I said it last night, Mike Slater's a good football coach now. I mean, 
there, there's a, you don't have that many TFLs without having your D-line creating some problems up front. And there's a common denominator there. I mean, he, they have been playing like that since he got here. Pretty much the same dudes now. I mean, he, he does a really good job. There's a reason why his guys at Rice play in the NFL and nobody knew who they were. They're good players. He does a good job. You mentioned Mikhail Long earlier. Is your hope that maybe, you know, in a few weeks down the road, you, you guys can actually use him in goal line situations? What's kind of your expectations for implementing him on offense? Uh, when, when, uh, when the situation calls for Micaiah, we'll, we will we'll use him as much as we can. You know, it's not – we're not going to necessarily tip our hand to how we're going to use him or how much we're going to use him. But I do know that he's getting well, finally. He was hurt for a long time. I mean, he's been hobbled for – Four weeks, you know that ankle has not been, not been healthy. So having healthy now is really helping us with wanting to use more. A couple more. Josh Yehambe talking about the face mask said, uh, "My knees were bent, my hand placement would have been lower." And would do you love an answer like that? That's about fun, it's about the fundamentals and what he did wrong instead of talking about the implications of that. Uh, uh, yes, because. The thing I loved about watching Josh is Kenny breaks out to the left there, and, man, it did my heart good to see him come to balance and bend his knees because Kenny's in space, and the worst thing you can do in space is stay running because you, you physically cannot move laterally when you're doing this. You can't do it. So watching that kid shimmy down, I was like, man, that's really good. And... You know, sometimes when that happens, I mean, your hands get in the wrong place, and, and, and unfortunately it happened. But, yeah, it, it's good to hear those guys kind of regurgitating those terms that we're wanting them to understand, you know. That was a crazy play, man, crazy play. I mean, I still, I take my hat off. I, I texted Kenny last night and just said, hey, <laughs> dude, that was a great heads-up play by you. I mean, there was a lot of things on that play that were really unique, not the least of which was that the officials were standing right beside each other almost talking so and then we, we face mask the quarterback and we tackle him when we hit him pretty good. And, man, as a player, you see that and you're like, man, that's a QB. You're going, you, got, you pull off and you just kind of, you know, the play's over there. And we just didn't see the ball come out. And, uh, man, that was just a crazy play. I got to take my hat off to Kenny. I mean, it, it, it stinks for us, but that was a really heads-up play by him. Hey, David, I'm sure, sure you had some certain expectations going into the season, but what's the most encouraging thing you've seen defensively from you guys? especially last few weeks? I'm encouraged that we seem to be getting a little bit better every week, and that's really been the goal, is not just defensively, but in all areas, getting just a little bit better, a little bit more physical, uh, fixing the problems that we have. The big thing is not letting new problems crop up. I mean, that, that, that's the new trend that we've had this year, is we've had this in the first game and then this in the second. And, you know, it's hard to fix something that's not broke, and then all of a sudden it's broke, and you fix that and something else pops up. And... You know, I'm not going to use the excuse that we're young. I mean, that's not – I mean, you got to play a whole football game. And, you know, we're, we're getting better technically, which is good to see, and I think our guys can see that. It's giving them some confidence. One more question. With Willis's interceptions this week, when you go back and look at them, were they more on him? Was there other things that, that led to those? They were absolutely on him. And I love him to death. Uh, it's funny, he comes off the field after that first one and – he looks at me and, and he says, Coach, I saw him go to single high and I threw it right to him. I said, yeah, you did, bud. You did. That was a nice throw, boy. And he caught it. <laughs> <laughs> and 
your comeback was wide open over there on the right, just like we talked about all week. He's like, yeah, I know. I said, that's all right, man. You can't do much about it, but you got to learn from it. Get your eyes downfield. Know what they're doing to you. And he got better as the game went on. You know, he had another one later in the game. And, you know, the thing about it for him is, that, you know, he, he is he's fun to coach because, man, he – you can you can get after him and coach him and it doesn't affect him in a negative way. I mean he just he, he absorbs it and he tries to move forward. Uh, he made some big time throws in that game that were that were really good. I mean some really good I mean not the least of which was the last the last play to Steven Sims to get us in field goal range, the second to last play. I mean he throws a back shoulder there and bullet on Sims and Sims makes it great and it gets us back in field goal range. That was a terrific throw by that kid. I would have loved for him to do that on the previous play where he took a sack and, and we had a one-on-one situation instead of a, I mean, Sims had two guys on him. It was two-man. I mean, that's not a good, that's not a good idea. So he, but, you know, in that situation, he was trying to find the best player and he did. If he could have found him that previous play, it was one-on-one and we just held on to the ball and he didn't want to put it in jeopardy, but it was towards the end of the game. You know, we learned a lot of lessons there. We had two timeouts we had to burn on that last drive on sacks that we really shouldn't have. But he'll learn from it, and we'll, we'll, we'll get going moving forward. All right, thanks, guys. Y'all have a good day.